0: Hey, it's Kaylin Priest, and you are listening to the Wholehearted Business. Hey, welcome back to another episode. So a couple weeks ago, I shared an Instagram story saying that, basically asking you guys if you wanted to hear an update on the results of my failure-proof launch launch, and your responses to that story made it my highest ever viewed story to date on any of my Instagram platforms, which was super fun. It's been a long time since I had a story that was viewed that much, but it was just like, okay, the people want to hear the people want the tea to be spilled. So I'm spilling the tea on the results of what happened in my most recent launch of my brand new program, the failure proof launch. So let me intro with a soapbox. So first, One of the key skills that you are going to need if you want to learn how to run a business that is sustainable, that you will keep coming back for for years and years, hopefully, and you know, a lot of years, that still feels fulfilling, that's fun, that you enjoy, that brings you joy, is that you're going to have to learn how to not weaponize the results of your business against yourself. This is especially important if you're going to implement or practice a launching business model where you create certain offers or programs that are available for a certain amount of time and they go away. This is how I currently run my business. And if you followed me for more than a month, you probably see me launch something and I'm always launching new things. And I, I don't hold myself to any kind of specific strategy or, system in advance. I truly launch things when it sounds fun to me, when it feels good to me, when I feel inspired, when I feel excited. That's my business model in a box. But if you want to be able to continue to run your business without losing your mind, you need the ability to not weaponize the results of your business against yourself. You need the ability to not make the results of your launch or your offer your business mean anything about you. And you need the ability to let yourself feel emotions. It's not a fair expectation for you to expect that every single one of your launches goes off without a hitch. It's not fair for you to expect magical rainbow butterfly launches that are full of ease and flow every single time you launch. I do think that it is possible to create magical rainbow butterfly launches that are full of ease and flow, but to expect every single one to be that way is not a fair expectation for you. I do think you can work up to that. And I do think that you can build your resilience muscles. So I I kind of think of myself as your business coach, like your personal trainer. If I was your personal trainer, my job is not to have you come work out with me one time and then leave the gym with rock hard abs and biceps. That's not a fair expectation of yourself. And in the same way, I don't think it's a fair expectation of yourself that every single time that you launch an offer, a program, whatever a product, a service, digital product, physical product. I don't think it's a fair expectation that every single time you launch something, you're going to hit your goals in exactly the way that you expected every single time. That's what we think we want because we think that sounds easy, but I actually want to kind of sell you on the truth that you actually don't want it to be that way. I've had a wide range of launches. My biggest launch to date was for one of my programs that was a $30,000 launch. So bonkers, right? And so cool. I've had a couple of 20K launches. I've had several 10 to 15K launches. I've also had launches that were $1,000 or $2,000. And I've also had launches that made $0 or zero sales. And I'm putting myself out on a limb by saying that because no one wants to hire a business coach who made zero sales. (laughs) Well, earlier this year, I actually had a series of launches that made zero sales that you can hear about in podcasts. I've talked about it Several times before my podcasts, but actually, when I, you know, in a vacuum, it might be true that those singular launches made zero sales. But even from those launches, from one of those launches, I know of for sure, I got one new private client for six months, which totaled nine grand in revenue over the next six months, right? So even me saying that I had launches where I made zero dollars isn't even completely true. And I would bet that there's some of you listening to this who have had an experience where you launched something, whether it was like a program that you created or a series, a workshop series that you created, or maybe it was an offer for a physical product. Maybe it was even like launching your freebie and getting people on your email list. You launched something for free, and still people didn't buy or sign up the way that you wanted to, which your brain made you feel a lot of things about. But I'm I'm telling you. I'm putting myself out there on a limb and letting you know that I've had launches like that too, because I want you to see that this happens. There's not some like magical, mystical level or point that you reach in your business where your launches suddenly all of a sudden go off without a hitch and you hit your goals every single time. And I think hoping for that or expecting that will set you up for increased discouragement and questioning. (laughs) But if I can just be like super real with you, that has not been my experience I have had the experience whereby launches grow and they get bigger and bigger over time. You know, where I started out with launches that were a few thousand dollars and then like, you know, after time passes and you get more practice and experience, you unlock new keys of information that I'm going to talk about here in just a second. You do unlock the power to create pretty freaking awesome launches, but to expect every single one to go that way is not a fair expectation for you. And I do not want you to be putting that on yourself. And if you're following a coach who is putting that expectation on you, I want you to unfollow them. Okay. So like your, like your personal trainer, I actually don't want you to have perfect launches every time you launch. Like, if I was your personal trainer and you came into the gym one day and you were a little bit down or discouraged or feeling frustrated, as a personal trainer, I'd be like, oh, good, something's happening. Something's moving. Something's shifting. There's new awareness that's coming through. There's room for growth here. I know what you're going to find in those low moments are going to make you. In those moments of your quote unquote lows, (laughs) your low launches, Those are the ones that make you a business owner. Those are the ones that make you an entrepreneur. I want you to learn resilience. I want you to learn that even though every launch is an act of faith, because you don't know what the results are going to be, there is still certainty. But the certainty is not in the results. The certainty is in you. The certainty is that you're going to learn something critical for you to know from this. The certainty is that if uncomfy emotions come up, you're going to know what to do with them instead of letting them take you out at the knees. The certainty is that you're going to become fearless. The certainty is that you're going to be able to serve people at a deeper level because when they come to you as their guide through whatever hard thing they're going through and they want to hire you or pay for your product or pay for your offer, you're going to be able to say, hey, I've been through hard stuff too and be a powerful leader for them. I learn more from my launches that don't work well than I do for my launches that work really well. Let me say that again. I learn more from my launches that don't work well than I do for my launches that do work really well. I learn more. I find more things I can do to improve. I learn what things work. I learn what things are necessary. I learn what things are unnecessary. I learn what things feel good in my soul I learn what things feel like a drain on my energy. I learn what I would love to try again and what I would never do again. I found this quote that I love from a business professor at Stanford. Um, Dr. Bergelman is his name. And it says, it's far better to understand why you failed than to be ignorant of why you succeeded. So all of this is an intro for This experience that I had with this failure proof launch, which I'm going to share the details about here in just a second, but our brains try to make those launches that don't go as well as you expect be the worst case scenario. But I want to make a case for why those launches are a really good thing. And then the worst case scenario becomes you either launch something and you make a lot of money doing something that you love or you launch something and you learn something that's going to make it a lot easier for you to make a lot of money doing the thing you love. Can you see how there's no downside? And when you really sink into that truth, you realize there truly is nothing to be afraid of. You can show up fearlessly. And that's what it means to me to have a failure proof launch. That's what I want you to learn inside my program, the failure proof launch, which is not open right now, but it will be again someday very soon. And not even whether or not you join this program, I just want you to see the truth that it is possible to have a failure-proof launch. The failure-proofness doesn't come from the results that you get. It comes from your reaction to the results and the steps that you take next and the things that you learn, the things that you implement, the things that you ditch and the things that you stop doing. So with that intro, let me tell you what happened with this very first founding member launch of the failure-proof launch. So if you saw me marketing it, you saw that I offered two different versions. One was a high ticket version that I called the VIP, um, where people would get a lot of high touch support and access to the live calls, the live eight live weekly training calls. And then I had a what I was calling the replay version. And I launched both of those two things simultaneously. Short version is I had 20 women pay for the replay version, but zero women buy the VIP version. That's not what I was expected because my goal was to get 15 women in the VIP version. So I want to show you the thought processes, the beliefs, the truths that I'm anchoring into that still make me know with confidence that this was a failure-proof launch because I collected some critical pieces of information. And your work becomes collecting the key pieces of information that you will need that will make you a kick butt business owner if you really commit to this launching thing. It makes me think of this computer game that I used to play with my brother Ryan when we were little kids that was a Harry Potter computer game and I don't remember the specifics but on one of the games you have to run through the floors of the Hogwarts castle and you know on each floor it's like on the first floor you do a challenge when you complete the challenge you collect a key then you go to the second floor and there's another challenge when you complete that you collect another key. And so on and so forth until you get to the fourth floor. And then on the fourth floor, there's a door that you can unlock, but only if you have the keys from the first and second and third floors. And that's kind of what I think of with launching. It's like every single time you launch, you're going to get a new piece of information that will unlock your big launches in the future. So lesson number one, this is the first time I've ever sold two tiers of an offer If I ever do that again, I will sell the high ticket one first and then the low ticket one later for the women who are still on the fence. So there you go. There's a little freebie gold nugget for you that you can learn from my launches and take and implement with you. I would definitely sell the high ticket thing first and then the lower ticket thing later instead of later instead of selling both of them simultaneously because when you sell two offers and one of them's cheaper, it turns out people just opt in for the cheaper option, which is totally fine and such an important piece of information for me to have, right? That I wouldn't have gained any other way if I hadn't put myself out there in a sort of bold, uncomfy, vulnerable way <laughs> to gain this this key. So I a funny story, I did actually have one woman pay for the VIP version because there was only one that opted in. And my vision for the program was that I wanted to have a, a Zoom room full of a number of women, I actually ended up refunding that woman as if she had paid for the lower ticket replay only spot and then basically sent an email to all the women who signed up for the replay version and invited them to come to the calls live. So, you know, it feels fair to me to say that that wasn't, that was not the result that I expected, but lesson number two, this is where lesson number two comes through. There are ways that you can still get what you want if you will listen to your gut and lean into abundance. I love over delivering to my clients, to my program students, to the people who come through my offers. I love to surprise and delight. It feels so good to me. And so, this move that I made of just inviting everyone to come live, even though that wasn't the original offer, felt amazing. And another business coach could have looked at that and said, Whoa, Kaylin, you missed the mark on that one. Like, you could have charged, you know, or done something to get people to come to the live version because that's what you originally said. Well, I just decided to follow my gut on this one. That's what felt good to me. I wanted the vision of a room full of women participating in this program together. So that's what I got. And I had to make a couple of moves in order to make that happen, but it felt so good. And so even though it wasn't what I originally technically sold, it still feels like this was the exact perfect result, which is one of my other beliefs that every single offer, every single launch has the perfect result. Even if it's not what I may have thought that I would choose at the beginning, it's almost like God sort of teaches me this lesson every time I launch where he's like, Hey, just trust me. Well, yeah, like I will make this so much better than you can make this. Just trust me. Okay. And I will make sure that everything turns out the way that it's supposed to. And I just love leaning into that trust and that belief and that faith every single time that I launch. Lesson number three, now that I've been very (laughs) vulnerable about what happened with this program, you can see how my brain could have gone down the road of making this mean like, LOL, Kaylin, you sold a program about how to have a failure-proof launch and you didn't even hit your goal. How embarrassing. And if I'm being totally honest, I did have a day where I went down that road and I did cry. I had a little human moment. And I debated if I even wanted to share this part with you guys because it does feel super vulnerable for me to share that with you. But I think you deserve to hear the most real, raw version so that you don't go comparing yourself to some untrue standard (laughs) that other business coaches are painting out there for you so that you don't feel so alone when you have these human moments and where you feel the emotions come up for you too. That you can go like, hey, this happens for Kaylin too. Like, I'm good. We're figuring this out together. If I painted a picture that I hit my goal every single time I launch something, first of all, that's not true. And so saying that is not even in integrity. Um, But also my goals for my launches and my programs do get bigger and bigger. So my results do get bigger and bigger over time. And I do want you to take big leaps of faith and make goals and plans for big freaking launches. And I want you to be resilient. And I want you to know how to talk to yourself about your launches after they're over. And I do not want to continue to perpetuate an unfair expectation for you. I've had my fair share of unexpected launches. Unexpected being like launches where I far exceeded my goals and launches where I didn't hit my goals. And in the past, before I learned some of these skills of how to manage my thinking. I used to have like big bouts with discouragement where I would sit in discouragement or frustration or confusion for days or weeks or probably even months. And like for me they were so like heavy like I it probably even took me to a a, a level of feeling shame about my launches where like I would want to hide. Like I wouldn't want to come back to Instagram and start talking again cuz I felt so embarrassed. I wouldn't want to look back at the results of my launches in my Kajabi platform because my two big shame stories that come up for me often are, that was so embarrassing that you put yourself out there in a big way and people didn't buy. And also you must've done something wrong. Like those are the two big stories that my brain kind of defaults to. Those will probably, I'm curious if those feel familiar for you, I bet they probably do. Like your brain will try to make the results mean something about you. And 100% of the time, whatever story it is that your brain comes up with is probably not true. Especially if your brain comes up with the, the reason that you are not good enough or that you didn't do something well enough. It's just good for you to know and be aware that your brain's probably going to try to do that and you have an option where you can talk back to your brain and tell it that that's not true. So I want you to see that the discouragement is always caused by your thoughts about your launch. The discouragement is not caused by the results of your launch. The discouragement is caused by your thoughts about the results of your launch. Can you see the difference? It's your thinking that is going to cause you to feel a certain way. The discouragement comes up and is caused by the story that your brain's going to try to tell you about what this means about you. So again, using this launch as an example. Okay, Kaylin, zero people paid for the VIP version. And instead of making that make me feel super discouraged, it was just like, no big deal. I'll just upgrade everyone so that they can come to the live calls and then I'll serve these women and serve them in a really big, abundant way. And then the next time I launch this thing, I'm going to have new pieces of data about how I want to price this offer and about how I'm going to, about the learnings that I've gained from walking this woman through the program, through their experiences with their launches, their launching journeys. And then my next launch Will be a five figure launch, or maybe it's the one after that, or maybe it's the one after that. But I am 100% committed to learning how to sell this thing. I'm not going anywhere. And if it takes me until I'm 81, I will keep launching this stinking thing until I figure it out. That's how I feel about all of my offers all the time. But I've started to find that there's this pattern that has started to appear for me every single time I launch something. And it begins the moment the doors of my program open. And I want to sort of walk you through this so that you have a pattern that you can sort of expect or watch for as you walk through your next launch, whenever that is. But I want to show you like how, how true it is when I say the phrase, like, as soon as the doors to your program open, your work changes from teaching and educating people about your offer, getting them excited, hyping it up, basically marketing your offer, and your work changes and becomes managing your brain. For me, The work looks like being able to recognize when doubt pops up. For a lot of women I coach and for me, here are some super common doubts that pop up. I don't know if I posted enough. I don't know if I'm qualified enough to carry out this program or to provide this offer, this product, whatever that may be. Who am I to be charging this much? I don't know if this offer, this thing, this product, this service will really help people. I don't know if people even want this. I don't know if people in my audience can afford this. I don't know if there are enough people in my audience who want this for me to be able to hit my goals. I don't know if my messaging was good enough. I don't know if I've given them enough time or enough information in order to make a decision. Whew. Your brain is going to be working overtime as soon as the car opens to be able to throw up these doubts in front of you. And so your work becomes guiding your mind back to Faith. And trust. Your work becomes intentionally choosing faith over doubt. Your work becomes redirecting your mind back to faith that you are good enough, that you are smart enough, that you are qualified enough, that you are fill in the blank enough, that you have done enough, you've posted enough, you've shared enough, that your messaging is good enough, that there are people in your audience who want and need this offer today. There are people who can afford this offer right now. There are enough people in your audience right now in order for you to hit your goals. And this is where if you've never done this kind of thought work before, you're gonna be like, that sounds weird, Kaylin. That sounds easy. (laughs) Well, my friend, (laughs) in my experience, this is the work that changes everything. And for me, it requires actual intentional effort. And it requires like oftentimes, If you could have like been a fly on the wall in my house during this launch week and during all my launch weeks, you will see me writing in my journal a lot. I have like pages and pages and pages in my journal of all my thoughts, of all the processing that I was doing every single day of my launch to bring my brain back to faith that it's going to work out to bring my brain back to faith in the goals that I've set and faith in myself and faith in my offer and faith in my audience and in my people. It requires intentional effort. And that's why it's called mindset work. For me, it, it, you would also see me like really making sure that I have time every single day to have silence and space by myself so that I have time to like think and process and write Most of you are probably not launching something right now because it's like a week before Christmas. But I want you to remember this episode and come back and listen to it the next time that you do launch something, especially like I should make an episode that's like all of your like mid-week, mid-launch week thoughts and like to help you come back to faith and trust. Because the doubt for me, especially in my early days before I had really learned the skills, it actually is like a skill and an ability to know how to guide your mind back to faith. I just felt like I was in the middle of like this heavy, heavy fog and it would make me so grouchy and it would make me show up like a monster to my husband and to my kids. It would make me like crumble up in a ball of like worry and stress. It would make me, you know, want to hide or like not show up, not put myself out there on Instagram or in my like real life. I don't like being that way during my launches and so... So I'm not anymore because I've learned these skills and practice them over time. If you've done the work to guide your mind back to faith, you will find it so much easier to trust God or your intuition to tell you what you need to say or share or post during your CART open week in the very moment that you need it. If you've done this work, you're going to find it so much easier to stick through your launch until the very last hour in faith. If you've heard me talk about launches before, do not sleep on the last couple of hours of your launch, especially not the last day of your launch. For me, oftentimes that's the biggest purchasing day because that's the day that people are, you know, have to make a decision. And so oftentimes they do. So it's super common that the very last day of your launch will probably be the one that makes the most sales. It's not always the case, but it can be super fun. And if you are able to stick with it until the very last hour in faith, you're going to see new results come through that you may not have seen in your launches before in the past. If you can guide your brain back to faith, you're going to be able to get off your phone during the day and you're going to be able to be with your kids without spinning in mental drama. You're going to be able to get off your laptop at night and sleep or relax without spending extra hours panic posting or panic emailing. One last little thought that I have for you. As we're wrapping up the year 2023, some of you may be on a range of the emotional spectrum of how you feel like 2023 went. I coach a lot of women who are like completely thrilled by how 2023 went and I coach women who are not so thrilled about how things went with 2023 results wise, sales wise, etc. And so I just want to send a quick little message to those of you who are feeling like maybe a little bit frustrated about your results of 2023. I do think that they're There is a paradox here that I just want you to know is like available to you because oftentimes it can be like, well, you either have to, you can either let yourself like sit in frustration and resentment over this year, or you can choose to be grateful. And I just want to offer a truth that feels really good to me that it can be possible to feel both at the same time. It can be possible to feel maybe a little bit sad or discouraged or disheartened about how things went in 2023. While also feeling so grateful for how it did go, I also think it's possible to hold both of those while also holding like excitement for what's coming in the future, while also holding trust in yourself. Remember how I was saying before that the certainty is in you? That's what I would love for you to take from this year, no matter where you fall on the emotional spectrum. The truth that the certainty is in you. The certainty is not in the results. The certainty is not in your product, or your offer, or your audience. You are the beating heart behind your brand. I have found it to be like a healing balm after a launch. Um, at the end of the year, I really love the idea of like just saying a little prayer of gratitude. No matter what the results are. And turning the awareness and the gratitude for what transpired back to God. For me, it feels so good to just continually recognize that and try my best to never lose sight of that, of the absolute miracle it is for us to be able to do what we do. Like, hello, we make money by posting words on Instagram from our phones or by sending an email from your computer. Like, what? I make money and I never have to leave my house. Like, what? That was not an option for people in the generations who've come before that, before us. I work part-time and I make as much or more than my husband does who works full-time. Like, this is such a cool miracle of a time that we live in. But I also want you to be careful. Let yourself still hold the emotions and not gaslight yourself with gratitude. Because I've done that before too. Don't like shut down your emotions or not honor them or tell yourself that you shouldn't be feeling sad or discouraged or disappointed because you, if you do feel those emotions, that means you're not grateful enough. That's not true. You can hold both at the same time. And I think it, this is a really important skill that I've learned from launching is to be able to let myself feel all my emotions without judgment, without trying to fix anything and just seriously, just like almost like watch them move through my body. It probably sounds really weird, but like I just allow the emotions to move through my body with also, you know, eventually after I let the emotions move through, then I can bring myself back to faith in what's coming and faith in myself and confidence and trust in myself, faith and trust and confidence in God. I just love the picture of like you holding both of those simultaneously and sort of like turning them over to God and being like, Hey, Thank you for what we created together this year and I can't wait to see what we create together next year. I just think that's the most beautiful prayer to offer to be able to wrap up the year 2023. So wherever you're listening or whenever you're listening, I just want to send you all of my best wishes for a beautiful holiday season with your family. I want to wish you the most beautiful beginning of 2024 to be able to enjoy this holiday season with your people, to be able to be fully present in mind and body to be able to let yourself experience the abundance that you already have that you can feel so grateful for while also looking forward to the abundance that you have yet to create. That's my prayer for you and my hope for you. And I hope you have an amazing holiday season and we will see you again very soon. Hey, thank you so much for listening in today. Are we already friends on Instagram? If not, come over and follow me at kaylynn.priest. It's the best way to get tons of free value that I put out into the world through my content and also to stay up to date on my current offers and ways that you can get more support and coaching from me. So come over, follow me on Instagram and send me a DM to say hi and let's be friends.